Brady, you've played with him. He's so calculated, right? He's short and intermediate passing game, just an assassin, an mm-hmm. absolute cyborg. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't miss, right? Yeah. He's legit. Yeah. You don't mess with that guy. He comes from the Belichick school. Yeah. We're going to win this game because you're going to screw up more than we do. Like if it becomes a war of attrition, we will not blink. Yeah. You will screw this up before we do. And he goes down to Tampa where it's like this riverboat gambling kind of, you know, shooting from the hip, very loosey goosey. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm here with my co-host, Making Gunner. He's got long hair now. It's voluminous and layered. Shit is cascading down the back of his neck right now. Usually, I would reserve that verb for a mullet. I mean, it's somewhat of a mullet he's got going. Did you say it's in a pony? Kind of a ponytail. What do you mean, kind of a ponytail? Well, your ponytails don't cascade. Your ponytail's cascading. I thought it was cascading... As a pony, it's cascading regardless of the pony. I don't think you're allowed to do both. You got to pick one or the other. Okay. Well, I tried to do a pony, but it's hard. I've had very little practice. The flow is the flow is it's good, man. And you got the little mustache going for the people at home. Thanks. Uh, makes makes on his a game uh, right now with the appearance. It makes you look legitimately tougher. I feel like this is the coolest I've ever looked, and I know I look ridiculous. Definitely the coolest you've ever looked. But yeah, it's the coolest. I don't want to go back to the the comb over and the khakis. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. You're wearing a sweatshirt. Uh, 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 a hat. Waterboy's ball cap. Um, got a fucking... Hey, he's finally got the boot. Yeah. I wouldn't even call that a boot. That's an ankle. That's a... You know, like... Uh, that's like a low top boot. Not the high top. It's definitely low tech. It's basically just a flat board for my definitely broken toe or two on my for right sure. foot. I remember a couple of weeks ago when you came on the pod and you were telling me this big sob story about your broken toe and you were like, yeah, they put me in a boot and everything. And I looked down and you were wearing two sneakers. <laughs> I was lying. So it's nice to see that you're finally taking care of that dog. A bit of karma because I, I ignored... I eschewed the boot. Yeah. And then my lower back started hurting. Yeah, it's a chain, man. Domino effect. So now I'm officially in the soft boot and actually feeling better. This thing, though, it's not much. It's basically just some, uh, I don't know, styrofoam type material. Keeps your foot flat. Especially when you're when you're accelerating and braking. And yeah. maybe I shouldn't be wearing this when I'm operating a motor vehicle, but I am. You don't know how much you, you pronate that uh, nice. pinky toe. Nice when you're accelerating and braking you wrap your pinky toe around the uh, yeah and you do too we all do we just don't, don't we're just don't not aware it. i don't do it nah you think you're just hammering it with the with the ball of your foot you're not you're pronating fucking dale jr is just in the lab working out his pinky toe yeah. every night yeah um make we got a good show today we're doing uh we're going to touch on a couple sports subjects me and make uh but the bulk of the hard-hitting NFL action is going to be me and Squanch. Squanch. Squanch and I talked a little bit ago, uh, and we went through the entire Sunday slate, basically. And for the shitty games, we gave you a reason or two to watch. And for the good ones, which 
the slate is not as bad as I thought at first glance. When I first looked at it, I was like, this might be one of the worst. But there's a marquee game in each in each slot. You've got the defending champs working backwards here, the defending champs at 8 p.m. Uh, playing the Broncos, and they can't afford to lose any games because they're chasing the, the Steelers, so the, they'll be hopefully at their best. Fireworks, Mahomes, Cheetah. Uh, in the late games, you've got L.A., Arizona, which is going to be a great game. And you have, uh, gosh, what, New England Chargers as well, which could be sneaky, entertaining. A pick em. Yeah. Sneaky, sneaky, entertaining. And the 1 o'clocks, you've actually got a couple good ball games. you got Cleveland, uh, your Cleveland Browns. My Cleveland Browns and your Tennessee Titans. Maybe we should put a little side wager on that. Well, I like the Titans. Do you like the Browns <laughs> no, by I any chance? I like the Titans. Okay. Um, so there's a few games in there that are legitimately going to be entertaining. And I think Indy Houston, bang for your buck wise, is going to be a very entertaining ball game. But me and Squanch go through them all. We also talk about, you know, is there anything that Tom Brady and the Bucks can do in their bye week? What's that look like uh, to get them out on the other side looking better, more competent offensively? More like a team that we were touting as a dream team coming into the season. Squanch had a lot of good nuggets, man. Stick around for that, including he was he was in the suite with Tua's family the day he got benched for wow. Fitzmagic. Yeah. Why? I guess we'll find he, out. Yeah, we'll find out. See? It's a tease. Yeah, but you didn't tease on purpose. You caught it halfway through. You were legitimately interested, which means I'm the tease god. I teased you to set up the tease. Yeah, but without me saying, we'll find out that's a tease, you would have told us. You would have screwed it up. I wasn't going to. I was just sitting here thinking, what an idiot. He's trying to he's trying to find out the thing I'm teasing. Whatever. I bet the story sucks. <laughs> um, so there's some good squanch coming up. He doesn't like it when we call him squanch. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. It's about like a couple ever. high school bullies right now. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Just stuffing squanch in a locker. <laughs> <laughs> squanch. Man, you know what? The nice thing about Squanch, again, is that I will never feel bad for him. He has led one of the most awesome lives of all time. Yeah, yeah. Lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even a Heisman trophy. We gave him a Heisman on the show here. Right. Uh, Squanch. Anyways, couple life hack items. People really were into my, uh, did you see my rant Sunday night about... um, I forget what it was. It was some sort of a life hack. Oh, yeah, swatting flies. I only consume your rants via my own cell phone when you text them to me. No, did you hear it? I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not so, listen so to anyways, so, well, sometimes you, you so, so, so on like some days when you text me and you're like, that was a good pod last night. It's a total lie. <laughs> no, no, uh, you're right. I was, I was playing, I was playing fun again and yeah, lying. I yeah. do listen to the podcast. Okay, so we were talking about flies. Right. Have you ever tried that trick? Swatting flies. Yeah, but but with the technique that I was blessing the people with. Right, right, right. No, I have my own technique. What's that technique? Yeah, I, uh, I just get them. I catch them. You just get them? Yeah. <laughs> I got one like that once. I wanted to fucking put it on the wall with all the jerseys that I framed. I shake them up. Do you do that once you get it? No, I don't shake them up. I get it, and then I shake it up. You like to disorient them? Yeah, and then I let it go. Outside? Oh, yeah. They'll be back. Um, use my shit. Just smack the shit. Just clap right above. They like to take off and go backwards before they go forwards. That was a lot of feedback I got, but I'm on to some. Three for three, by the way, there. 
Um, that's one life hack. So I started racking my my brain because people were like, Chris, you got the best life hacks, man. You changed my life. Mm. I'm gonna be just mowing flies down come springtime. Give me some more life hacks. And I just, you know, I racked my brain mm. for a couple days. How about this one? Drink water. Yeah? That's critical. 75% of Americans and human beings for that matter. On all seven continents. All the continents. It all averages out to 75% of humans walking around are dehydrated at any given moment. And perpetually, for that matter. How'd they come by that fact? <laughs> you know, let's not let questions get in the way of a really good sourced article on waterlogic.com. Wow. So yeah, a lot of people dehydrated walking around, not enough water in them. Here's a hot tip. If you're making a pee and it's really yellow, you're dehydrated. I've been honing in on this life hack this week. I discovered that at my weight, 250 pounds, I should be drinking about 160 ounces of water a day, right? Yeah, cosine. I try to get about 100. And are you usually north or south? Oh, usually probably a touch south, but I'm pretty good. I have been abhorrent, man. I'm drinking like I'm you. Yeah. No offense. None taken. I have been under 100 probably on average for the duration of my retirement because I'm not working out as much so I don't compulsively drink water for performance. I have been dehydrated the whole time we've been doing this podcast. You know what some of the symptoms of dehydration are? Bad, bad segments. We. Forgetting facts, messing up people's names. You want a life hack? Yeah. Get yourself one of them 40 ounce containers filled up four times a day. I'll do you one better. I just got an 80. I'll do it twice. I got it on Amazon. My, lo my lovely <laughs> wife, Meg. You're going to have so many dust bunnies in that 80 ouncer. No, I'm going to just be crushing that thing. You know how many glasses of water I've had today? One. 21. <laughs> <laughs> you had 21 of the, of the 80? 21 solo cups of water today. Mm. I am so hydrated. I was. You saw earlier. You didn't see. I was in the other room. I went in and take a leak. I'm hydrating while I'm taking a leak. Yeah, apple juice, I heard. Yeah, you got you to gotta balance some of the water. <laughs> but I've had a lot of water today, okay? And I, this is no bullshit. To be walking around, like people will walk around, I'm pretty sure, and be like, oh, do I have a, a, you know, a, a focus issue? Do I have, like, am I exhausted? Am I getting sick? Am I, like, you're literally not drinking water, dude. That blew my mind. The all, I'm reading about all the things. This is going to be like Michael Jordan when he learned how to lift weights as a podcaster. Like dehydration was the pistons for me as a podcaster. Doesn't everybody know this? I see your, your peer-reviewed article here, but I think dehydration, and for that matter, hydration, started having a moment around like, I don't know, a long time ago. I think it might be different for athletes because we're so conditioned to drink water out of fear. And then when there's no fear anymore, you stop drinking water. Mm. Like I was drinking water, but not being consistent now, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's my, that's my life hack for the day. I'm glad you're drinking above 100. Yeah. I need to get 160. Has, has your 80 ouncer arrived? Nah, it's gonna be here as soon as prime, so. As soon as prime? No, it's prime, so it, it'll be here in a day. Okay. Yeah. What color? It's green. 
Your favorite. My favorite color. Green light pod. 80 ounces to the dome twice a day at least. While you're hydrating, you might want to grab you some food. Okay? <laughs> you see how I did that? There's a place here in Charlottesville, man, that I have... I'm not acting like I discovered it first. I was late to the party, okay? Talk about being late to the party. I'll tell you something in a minute that I was late to the party on musically. Food-wise, Pearl Island Catering here in Charlottesville, Virginia, I think we're just going to start doing ads. They, and they don't even have to pay us for doing these ads. We're going to be the first podcast to ever do free ads. Located inside the historic Jefferson School City Center in the heart of Charlottesville, Pearl Island's International Cafe offers all of our best-selling catering items and more. This place is so fucking fire, dude. Committed to ecological stewardship. I just had some jerk chicken. You saw it when you walked in. Dank. <laughs> the jerk chicken was good, dude. I eat it every night. I go on um, Thursday night football, the live stream for uh, Amazon. It's like become this routine here because they, they're not far from the the studio. The place is fucking great, man. The jerk chicken smelled good. Yeah. The rice looked good. The pulled pork. This, there was pulled pork? Well, that's you can get that. I get that pretty much all the time. The salad looked great. It looked like a... The salad is legit and the, the fried plantains are delicious. There's even an aioli on there that I actually I do more than tolerate. And what would you say a plantain is? Yeah, it's like a banana. Fried banana. Like a fried, it's not, a. it's different than a banana. It's more starchy than a banana, I think. I could be fucking this whole thing up. Okay, I think you are right. You know what I call bananas? Probably gonna cut, what, what are you? <laughs> nanners. <laughs> Mind your nanners, dude. So, yeah, that's a free ad right there. Probably kind of. I don't know if Pearl Island wants us doing free ads for them, but we love their food. Making yeah. loves looking at it. I love eating it. Yeah, I haven't, I, I, I uh, should I say I haven't eaten it yet? Yeah. Yeah, haven't eaten it yet. Uh, can't wait to eat it. I've, I've admired the smell and the look of it for days. I got a DM this, this week yeah. from, from a guy asking me if I had time to talk about what the Marines could offer me. I think this guy wants me to be in the Marines. Wow, aren't you too old? I think, so. I, think I am. I, think I also don't think, I'm, I don't think I'm badass enough to be in the Marines. And also, is that happening over Instagram DM? Maybe. Back in the year about, I don't know, 2000? Yeah. It was happening at Fashion Square Mall. <laughs> And um, you got recruited. I got recruited and I, I didn't know what document I was signing and signed it. And then I had to tell somebody over the phone that no, in fact, I did not want to join one of the uh, services at the age of 14. Uh, I don't remember which one it was. Um, but yeah, IGDM Wait. might be the new Fashion Square Mall. Did your dad get involved? Yeah, dad wasn't pumped about me signing up for... For, uh, for the Marines. For going overseas. At the mall. At 14. <laughs> when I'm just trying to get some Aeropostale <laughs> gear. No, did you get Aeropostale? No. But that's no. what you could find there. That was the funniest thing that I could think of. I was probably at, uh, unfortunately, I was probably at that, uh, not unfortunately, fortunately as hell, I was at that Abercrombie and uh, Fitch probably. Maybe yeah. maybe the Gap. There yeah. was an American Eagle. I always went to Spencer's. I needed new black lights. Yeah. Posters of things that, you know what I used to get at Spencer's with regularity? You know, 
posters of drug paraphernalia and I had no idea. Also, this is how you know my parents are prudes because I would bring that shit home and put it on the wall. Like a bunch of mushrooms all over the wall and stuff, glow in the dark. Like, you know, like either my parents are laughing at me when they go to bed at night or they're total fucking prudes. Oh, you mean they, you think they don't know? I, th- I think maybe some of the Spencer stuff I brought home was like over their head. Wow. Dude, if you really look at the, the poster for um, the Sublime album, which one was it? Um, and the Sublime album, everybody had this poster on their wall, right? I was a teenager and I was on a beach and there were two of my buddies and uh three young ladies and we were we were we were mid teen it, it is 40 ounces aged and uh we were going around in a circle saying what music we listened to and my one buddy said sublime and the girl said oh cool and then my next buddy said sublime and they're like oh that's cool and I said Kenny Chesney and there was silence <laughs> and then this is a true story and i said no nah, i'm just kidding sublime and they're like oh cool that's cool and i was like Phew. are they out there listening to the pod you think dodge that one i don't know yeah nah probably not that's actually a terrific story i uh the the cover of 40 ounce to freedom which is of course every kid had the 40 ounce. you see this now this is sublime this is 40 ounce of freedom oh, that's, that's like those uh chips you get at uh trader joe's i don't know anything about that Similar logo. Really? To the cover of 40 Ounce to Freedom? Mm-hmm. My lovely, life, my lovely life, Kate, because she is my entire life. Yeah. She's not just my wife. She's my life. Yeah, that's cool. My life wanted uh, a specific chip, and I couldn't find it, so then I Googled it, and it has a similar logo, and I still couldn't find the chip, but um, it looks like the Sublime 40 Ounces to Freedom album cover. So here's what's on the album cover, and I wonder if this is also on the, the chip bag at Trader Joe's pocket knife uh is that a roach down there a skeleton is that a sperm (laughs) there's a giant mushroom on the top and then i can't make out what's in the bottom left but as a kid you never look closely at that bottom left would be the devil yeah the devil's there as well my parents weren't paying attention to me it's probably you know maybe that's why i had the 40 ounce to freedom plan Wow. Yeah, dude. I've asked Kate what kind of chip she likes. I'll get back to you. Okay, yeah. I'm really interested to see why there's little devils and pocket knives on the front of a bag of organic chips. So you almost went to the Marines, huh? I don't remember. It might have been the Army. What did your dad say? Did he? How did he get you out of it? Because um, once you're signed up to the Marines, you can't. Oh, my God. Am you're, I still in? No. You're like a you're like a draft dodger. Oh dear. You signed up for the Marines and then you just didn't Oh, I signed up. Did you ever sign up? No, but at least I didn't sign up and then and then try to fucking Irish goodbye the Marines or troops. You Irish goodbye armed forces. I was honorably discharged by my dad yelling at the recruiter over the okay, phone. Okay, so what did he say? I don't remember what he said, but he was not thrilled. And how, I don't know, how do you get out of that? I don't even know how I could sign up at such an age. How do you get out of that? When your dad calls, they're like, sorry, sir, it's too late. Well, the, nice, the, Marine. the nice man from the United States military said, sir, I'm going to need your son to say he doesn't want to be in the Marines. And at that point, I picked up the phone and said, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I, uh, I actually do not want to be in the Marines. 
Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I feel differently about you now. I mean, hey, not all heroes wear capes. Some of them wear ponies and and try and hats. text KK mm. instead of okay. What the fuck is that? You've been doing that the last couple of days. Can right, we, so that's a lie. It started today and you would text me like something a year ago that I first got that and normally I'd say to you, okay, but I've decided to start saying KK. Mm. And that's with one capital K and right, one lowercase right, K right, right. and then a period. And I don't know. It's just something I'm trying out. And it, uh, it's a, you know, high school girl type vibe. Which, oh, man. It's, I don't, it makes me uncomfortable. But then you like, did it I to just, me. I did it to you to be like, this is how stupid it looks. And I felt V uncomfortable when yeah. you hit me with the KK. KK is really weird. I don't even know who does that. I, I don't think girls do that. I don't think, like, I don't know KK. The only thing that comes up when I Google KK is a song by Wiz Khalifa. See, I say, I'm looking through my text here. I say word a lot, I guess, in response. I'm going to start saying KK, the, the balance of this week, which isn't long. Try it some other places and see what kind of, try some of your clients. I don't know about clients. Maybe other just non-client civilians. Hey, a quick reminder here. After we, we get squanch, we're going a big old mailbag. So stick around for that. Um, hey, make. We got some new theme music coming up. I'll just. Damn on, it. Yeah, new theme music on this podcast. And by theme music. And a lot of people like the music. And I think it's served just fine. But we got some like one of my favorite artists. Hmm of all time mm. yeah we went and got some new music i like can't paid for it yeah we're paying for it wow and uh i can't say what but maybe y'all at home can guess whom it might be if you guess uh-huh the artist yeah and song no 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 of the new theme music to the green light podcast with chris long you will be sent to Disney World for an undisclosed amount of time at an undisclosed time. <laughs> hey, listen, this is no bullshit, and I'll even make it easier. If you leave it in the comments, because Disney World is a five-star resort, Mark, yep. Mark Sanchez won the Heisman. Swanch. Swanch won the Heisman. Disney World's a five-star resort. Don't even need to Google it. No. Nah. If... Hey, I hear they got a, I hear they got a mouse problem. Ha! That's funny. It took me a second. Yeah, that's an original joke. It took me joke. a second. That's from my head. No shit. Yep. They don't really have a mouse problem. It was a joke. Hopefully you get it. Disney World is a five-star resort, so we need a five-star review. So if you pop on your little Apple podcast review section, drop a little five-star there for your boys, guess an artist... Okay, it's got to be your first guess. Artist. You get the right artist, then we contact you, give you three guesses at the song. You guess you guess the song correctly, you're going to Disney World. That's beautiful. I mean, that's fucking beautiful. And no, no BS. This is happening. This is not bullshit. Okay. And by the way, Ace, I know we promised you some stuff, and you probably think we're full of shit, but is it Brian, still not no, there? It's, it's Brian Nelson sending it out. Oh, still in process. Okay. I don't know if he sent it yet or not, but Ace, I have I have commanded the green light overlords to get you some gear. Okay, Ace, we fucking love you, dude. We got the art right behind us. Love you, Ace. Love you, Ace. 
Um, so yeah, somebody's going to Disney World, man. This is exciting. Maybe if they get it. I have a few. Okay, I'll give you a hint. Uh I feel like everybody's going to use their bullet on Waylon Jennings. Yeah, it's it's not Waylon. It's not my morning jacket. Okay, that's enough. I think. Okay, that's a good. That's a good little mm-hmm. guess there. beautiful Orlando coastline you know yes warm weather cranes and shit you get to look out at your window and look at cranes they got all types of cranes and birds down there and they got a bunch of ponds fountains that's what I think when I see Disney World Epcot Center you have it all to yourself there's nobody down there right now I how, hope. How many Google reviews do you think Disney World has? 10,381. 218,050. That's a lot. See how popular this fucking place is? <laughs> Y'all could be going there. You just need to a pop in the comments, guess a music artist, and then you get behind the, uh, the curtain to meet the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz is the Greenlight production team, and then you can guess the song. You get three chances. If you get it right, you're going to Disney World. This is awesome. <laughs> this is this made my day, and I we didn't even think of this. I mean, until right now. Hey, so that's there's the chip. You're looking at the grain-free tortilla chips that I see all the time, uh, that are made out of avocados or made with avocado oil. There's siete. You were afraid to say that word. It's right there in front of you. Siete. Is uh, is seven in Spanish? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. This is a rare moment where I feel a lot smarter than you. Cinco, seis, siete. Yeah. Well, I just, I just want to point that out. This is a rare W for me. Okay. Mu- music, real quick. Have you done this this Spotify thing? The no, rap. You, didn't you do it last year on the show live? Spotify rap? I don't know. I don't have memories, but I'm happy to do it now. I swear to you, I've not looked at this thing. All right. Do you want to give give your whatever? What do I do? Brian I go Nelson, into the app. who's listening in on the live list and says, sign jersey going out tomorrow for Ace. Nice. Unfortunately, hey, it'll be what? signed by <laughs> Brian Nelson. <laughs> no, I signed a oh. bunch of jerseys. Oh, nice. For situations like Ace making us awesome art. Did it occur to you that maybe Ace wants something with my signature on it as well? Well, then we can send him something with your signature on it. Do you have anything in mind? Maybe this boot. Ace will send the signed boot too. Nice. Cool. Oh, my dad might want this back though. It's his boot? It's kind of a family boot. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of what? (laughs) No. Yeah. You're renting the boot from your dad. Well, Mare's used it too. Uh, it's a family sort of deal. I mean, why why use multiple boots? This boot holds up just fine. Also, your entire family is just incurring minor injuries that need a low-top boot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, not really that serious. Well, I showed you, I think, the, the, the black and purple toe. I was like, my, my foot... My, it was as if my foot was suiting up for the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> All right, so the Spotify rap thing. Let's see it. How'd you do? I don't know. What do I? What do? What are the buttons? I don't remember how you do it, honestly. Reed, did you do this for your thing? Search doesn't do anything. Home doesn't do anything. I spent seven hundred sixty-one minutes listening to uh, 
this podcast this year. How long? 761 minutes, probably. Huh. It says two podcasts, but this podcast. Is okay. that what I hit? Yep, 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 yep. Okay, Macon's got his Spotify wrapped Oh, up. shit. 2020 wrapped. The longest year ever may not be over yet, but your wrapped is finally here. 51. 51. You discovered 51 new artists this year. Ah. Who says you have to go outside to explore? You listened to 112 genres this year, including 27 new ones. Your top genres were country, rock, rap, pop, mellow gold. What the fuck is mellow gold, dude? I don't know. One song helped you get through it all. Your top song of the year is Heartbreakers by Kenny Chesney. First stream was May 3rd. Day with most streams, May 3rd. 25th stream was July 19th. Total streams, 32. But a year like 2020 required backup. We Do by Kenny Chesney. Here and Now by Kenny Chesney. Rock Bottom by (laughs) Kenny Chesney. And number five, Let's Get Loud by Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) Oh! Is that all you hoped it would be? Yeah, dude. Is that it? I'm a pioneer, it says. Okay. You listened to Calling before it hit 50,000 streams. Throw it back. Since time wasn't real this year, you've... The decade I listened to the most, 90s, 80s, 2000s, and 60s. My top decade was 2000s. Your top song from this decade was Lose Yourself by Eminem. (laughs) My top artist of the year was either Paul Simon, Eric Church, Dave Matthews Band, or Kenny Chesney. (laughs) Guess your ethnicity. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Who do you think it was? Well, I think it's probably a trick question because who wouldn't think it was Kenny Chesney? I was in the top 3% of listeners for this artist all year. Of Kenny Chesney? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to fuck your head up here. I went through. I saw the artists. Let's compare stats. I got more new artists. I do spend more time on my Spotify. Uh, I do not listen to a lot of podcasts at all. To be honest, I don't listen to podcasts. Don't have time. Don't do a lot of driving. If I'm driving, I'd rather listen to music. May I interrupt with a quick story? Yeah. I listen to podcasts when I'm in the shower. I put the phone on the back of the toilet, so then the sound bounces off the wall. I can hear it better. What if there's an earthquake? No, the seat is closed. Oh, okay. It's just on the back of the... Makes me nervous. What do we call that? The tank? Commode. The tank? Commode. And so I'm in the shower, and when I get a text, it goes... And I got, and I said to myself out loud, I'm going to kill whoever's texting me, Chris Long. (laughs) Fuck yeah, because I'm a cluster text guy. Yeah, I'm a one and done. Yeah, you're one and done. But you can come over later, but probably 8.30. But actually, are you bringing food? Like, I know that's how I text. Yeah. And that's not a cool way to text. Hey. I've tried to work on it a few times. Let's see. I'm a pioneer as well. I don't even know who Paul Simon is. Uh, I know who Paul Simon is. Compared to other listeners, which decade did you play the most? Give me the four options. 90s, 70s, 60s, 2000s. 2000s. 70s. Who was by your side in 2020? 
my morning jacket, Grateful Dead. That, that's a surprise for me, and I learned about this earlier this week, but gr- the dead, I'm not a deadhead. I do like the dead, but I guess I spent a lot of time listening. They have long songs. Neil Young, Willie Nelson, and the top artist, this was the year of Neil Young, top 0.1%. Damn. Yeah, now I think there's an explanation for this. I did listen to a lot of Neil this year, but I think that probably most people listen to a couple Neil songs. So if you actually listen to Neil, I'm probably in the top 10%, not 0.1%. Yeah, or Spotify's lying. Yeah, they have to be, because there's a big variation there. And I think you probably listen to way more Kenny Chesney than I do Neil Young. Like I don't listen to that much Kenny Chesney, okay? You, you're in the top how, how many percent? Three. It's a lot, because everybody listens to Kenny Chesney, dude. Um. Anyways, I came around on something today. I had to uh, I had to mention it on Twitter. Uh, thanks to endless prodding from Damashek and Rosillo. Who? <laughs> I love that. I'm a Radiohead fan. Mm. Yeah, feel like every white guy in my age range. Maybe it's just a rite of passage when you are cockazoid and you turn 35 and you settle down and things like slow down you you start being like a rabid radiohead fan i would think that was probably true but all the guys that i'm describing seem to have been radiohead fans since they were in their 20s i think probably dudes my age are not as big radiohead fans as dudes like five years older maybe however i got here i got here and i love their music it's great this morning i actually uh i actually just completely dove in and and i'm waving the white flag radiohead is a band that i listen to a lot i was listening to russell sent me some live album and uh the first song on there was national anthem so i click on it and this song national anthem has completely tipped the scales to the side of radiohead so i just want to make that announcement i'm finally on board i've joined the uh, army of uh dads who like Radiohead? No, I don't know. I don't know the, their their music. <laughs> yeah, you're not like you're not the dad I picture. Like you're not. Well, the, I'm not even a dad. I know, but like in the the age range, like you're not hit. You're not as much of a hipster, like or I don't know. Okay, but trucker hat, sweatshirt, jeans, ponytail, and mustache. I just don't see you as a Radiohead fan, and I never saw myself as a Radiohead fan. So things are things are different. That what I found out when I tweeted and announced that fandom. It was like my most active tweet of the last month. <laughs> like, you know? Is there a, a brotherhood you were welcome to? I guess so, I feel like I'm in. The gyms may not be full, but there's definitely no shortage of madness this college basketball season. For us fans, the college basketball powers the be have gifted us with a top tier matchup between two powerhouses. This weekend, Gonzaga and Baylor will be going toe to toe for what could be the nation's top ranking. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app, is bringing you closer to the action with these can't-miss offers. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code GREENLIGHT when you sign up for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win. That's right, bet $1 to win $100. Use promo code GREENLIGHT during sign-up to take advantage of these great offers for a limited time only at DraftKings. 
Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of first deposit bonus and first bet match. Each up to $500 deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. My boy is in the house. Mark Sanchez, a.k.a. some of the listeners call him Squanch. I would advise against it. We're not calling him Squanch anymore. Okay? We will no longer – We you refer to Mark Sanchez as Mark Sanchez or Baby Alien. That's right. There's a couple things here. We're going to go through the Sunday slate, which to me, yeah. at first glance, I was like, man, this sucks, but there's actually some decent games. And then we're going to talk about one team that's on a bye week. That would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What can they get done? First thing, I'm looking at these 1 p.m.s, and there's a couple that I deem kind of stinkers, but there's something to watch and something to focus on in all these games. Obviously, one with playoff implications, Miami-Cincinnati. It's not a game that I'm going to be excited about watching. But you were just at a Dolphins game, and you cued me in on a little tidbit you had there. Yeah. Yeah, so I I was working with uh, uh, for NFL Films and uh, The Grind on Epics, and I went to go watch Tua play uh, at – Denver. Uh, it was the last game they allowed fans and we were in a suite with his family. And if you remember that game, it was, I mean, it was awful. It was yeah. just like watching paint dry. Yeah. Like we're like in a 14 to 14 thriller and just bored out of our minds. But I, I get to sit with to his family who I got to know a little bit and they were wonderful people. They traveled, they've been traveling all over where they can go and watch his games. And so Um, we did a cool intro with them. We're sitting in there eating food and hanging out. And then, you know, it comes down to nut cutting time in this game and two is out. They take him out of the game. And as soon as Fitz comes in the game, it looks like there's a new coordinator or a new, new, uh, offensive system that just got put in. It was crazy. I mean, they, I I thought he played fine. It was essentially one of those games. that was just like a war of attrition. Whoever's going to screw up first is going to lose the game. And they take him out at the most important point in the fourth quarter when he's going to go down and start throwing the ball around. And Fitz goes down, leads him down and scores. They have a chance to come back and win towards the end. Like, and then he throws a pick. So I'm like, what are we doing? You know, like, is this like an injury thing? And I know the next week he hurt his thumb um, or one of, you know, his finger or something. He probably hit it on a helmet. But in that moment, it's like, what are you, what are you telling this kid? You know, you draft him to be your future. What was the parents' reaction? I mean, it was so uncomfortable, and I felt so bad because all these cameras are in the box. And so I kind of looked at the producer, and I was just like, hey, "Hey, we need – let's go to the next box over and give them a little space, you know, give them some some room to breathe because that's a tough spot for them. And, I mean, they handled it amazing. They didn't – you know, they didn't complain about anything. They were great, but – you know, Look, and I, I'm trying to him. console him, like, but they like, hey, him. you know, th- of course, but I'm just like, you know, hey, this is a part of it. And, yeah. you know, not all Sundays are going to be your favorite, um, yeah. but you're going to have more great ones than bad ones. And and you guys are in a really lucky spot. And thanks so much for having us. And, you know, they were they were incredible, but it just it didn't make any sense to me. If you're developing this guy, wh- what are you telling him? What's the message you're sending to the team that he can't lead you down the field? at the end of the game and they barely threw the ball in the game as it was. And they were going to have to throw the ball at the end. And then they, then they yank them. So you think what they're doing, what they're doing. And of course, to frame this entire thing, my personal uh, to this point, I'm not a quarterback. I was like, I don't mind what B flow did because what he's saying is, listen, you're the future, but we got to win this game right now. And Fitzy's maybe the crisis manager. Is there anything to that where, you know, 
this this day has been fucked up. It's your first trip to Mile High. Listen, how many times has Tua played in the cold? Like, you know, you're playing a, a, a you know a, a tough defense. You were due for a down day. It's such a defensive perspective. Yeah. Like, and that's okay. Like, I understand the idea. We're going to try and win this game. We have a guy who can win. Well, then just leave him in the whole season and play to a next year. Right. Like, you can't, you, you got to take all of it. Once you put your quarterback in, you get all of it. Yeah. And the good and the bad, and you got to give him a chance to grow, to figure out how good and how bad it can be. But until you do that, you don't just get to choose, like, okay, you know, a uh, three-point shooter off the bench. You could go in and you can only score these, you know, mm. you can only take two shots. That's not a quarterback. A right. quarterback doesn't do that. Right. So uh, it's it was really strange. Um, yeah, you hadn't seen but, much of that. That's not like a typical um, mode of thinking for an NFL head coach is like, I'm going to play the hot hand. I mean, I guess the fact right. of the matter is, is they've had a unique situation because Tua playing, although you knew it was imminent, at the time it happened, you were like, well, Fitz, he's been playing pretty well. You've they've had you competitive. Yeah. Okay. You got to make a decision. You're the head coach of the dolphins the rest of the year sitting where they are. Who do you ride out the rest of the season? Well, now it put doubt in his mind and most importantly to us, which sucks. And hopefully he just plays right through that. But, um, you know, if you're really trying to develop this kid that, you know, like let's say they get to the playoffs and they need a spark, so then they put two in again. It's very high school, like it's very high school or even college. It's sort different. Of, it's different. Yeah, you maybe just, I mean quarterbacks and, don't work like and that. And that's why I'll be watching to see what happens in this game at the very least, because Me I want to see how he responds. They may well have yeah. a very good relationship and an agreement. You know how parents are; they might have been, you know, more sideswiped than than Tua by you know. <laughs> A lot, which is right. usually how it goes. But one thing I'm going to watch for with this game is because the Dolphins are in playoff contention. They got a shot. They've done yep. all this without a run game, and they're getting Miles Gaskins back this week in practice, and they've been rotating guys like uh, Breida and Laird, and we even saw Jordan Howard. But Gaskins practice this week. They don't have a run over 30 yards on the year. They're bottom five team virtually everywhere running the ball. So if they could get a little run game back, and Tua comes back and looks – excited to be out there he looks unfazed that that's going to bode well for them down the stretch i'll be watching that game just for those reasons i have zero interest in what's going on in cincy i felt <laughs> terrible about yeah, that i mean I the know. joe burrow thing hit hard it's isn't it yeah. funny that joe burrow we do this thing with injuries and i said this on the pod a couple weeks ago where it sucks when anybody tears their acl or gets hurt but we just can't help it some people were just that have this gravitas, like a, like a Joe yeah. Burrow, right away. Everybody yeah. loves him. And it was yeah. like it was like a 10-year vet or a Hall of Famer was getting carted off. I mean, it was It wild. really did feel like that. You're right. You're right. And he's, he's elevated himself to that level, um, you know, because of his play. And because of that, like, you know, a little bit of cockiness and swagger that he's got. And you think that's why he's so respected? Because of his, just kind of his swag without being arrogant? Yeah, I think so. Cause he's like, you know, he's he's Joe Cool, man. He's he's, he's cool. cool. He's a cool dude. He was cool he's, on he the just, cart. He has bro. cool bites. You bro, know, he, he has like cool he, bites. He went off. He went off on the cart, and it was the coolest looking person I've ever seen riding the cart off. Like I was like, this fucking kid's so cool, dude. I'm hoping the best, the best, of the best of of anything, you know, that could happen for this kid. I hope he comes back full full speed. And eventually, yeah. I know it's going to be a long rehab, but uh, we'll see. I'm, no I'm, I'm pulling for Joe Burrow. Vegas, 
New York, okay? The reason I'm watching this game is if I'm watching it at all. And this is kind of one of those shit show games where you can't take your eyes off it, in my opinion, because I said this last week, the Raiders were trying to figure out who they were. I went off the barometer of, okay, how have they performed against the defending champs? They lost this time last year, 40 to nine to the Chiefs. You know, and this year they hung toe to toe with them late in the year. It made the first game not look like a fluke. But last year, what you saw is they got drugged by even bad and average teams. They lost the Jets 34 to three this time last year. Yeah. yeah. So, so who are they late in the season? I want to know that. Uh, and I also want to know whose fault it's going to be if the Jets struggle against the Raiders' pass defense because that whole thing with Adam Gase last week was a shit show. It's been. You know, their offense has been so anemic and frustrating to watch. I just feel for Sam uh, and hope he ends up in a good spot um, or they, you know, they do stuff to build around him because there's plenty of help on the way. I mean, they have like four first round picks in the next couple of drafts. Like they're going to be okay at a certain point if they oh, hit sure. on some of these draft picks. But and right they will, now it's I like just Joe. like, it's who knows, you know, they look so bad. And, um, you know, for the Raiders, it's, it's the same thing. It's gotta be, you know, pound the ground game, get it rolling up front and then let Carr, you know, pick his spots, pick his, you know, big play action hits. And when those happen, you know, he gets rolling, he gets a little streaky and he's kind of brought himself back career wise. I mean, he's had like, I feel like a couple of years ago, everybody was so down on Carr after he signed his deal. And, you know, he's kind of proven himself this year. He's played yeah. pretty well and, um, you know, beat the defending champs, like you said, and then hung toe to toe with them again. It's just now, are they going to, are they the team that beats the teams they should beat, right? Consistently. Yeah. Like, we don't mess around with these teams. We're not going to let the Jets hang around and get their first win in an overtime, you know, thriller <laughs> 10 yeah. to 13 or something well, stupid, I, I right? Think like, I actually think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to flirt hard with the over this game, Squanch. I'm looking at this oh, over wow. like it's a snack because I think yeah. the Jets are going to move the ball on the Raiders. Um, and I guess the question would be, and you, you made a great point, it's not just beating the Jets because that's the foregone conclusion. Oh, it's you. how you beat the Jets, and it's how you take yeah. care of teams you're supposed to take care of. And we'll know. And they got kind of fucked on the COVID thing because two East Coast trips in a row. We saw the Falcons game. That was terrible. You know, yeah. chalk it up to one bad one, but it's a lot harder to go rectify the situation when you have to fly west and then back east. And right. usually you might stay in, in West Virginia at the Greenbrier or whatever, or stay on but the East Coast. they can't. Coast. They can't. Yeah. So Raiders are in trouble that way. Last thing on the Jets, did you? Because I took a stab at this Adam Gase uh, thing with with Dow Loggins and and who was calling the plays last Sunday. If you get like you heard what Dow Darnold, called him, well after the game there was this big you know who called the plays because there was this lead up the last couple weeks. Dow had been calling plays. Gase was supposed to be taking the reins back. The return of Sam. The return of Gase. They looked awful. So Gase, after the game, it appeared that he was shirking uh, accountability when they were asking him who called the plays. And he said Dow was calling the plays. And the beat writers were like, we were watching Dow the whole game. He wasn't saying anything. Then they asked or he wasn't doing anything. It looked like you were calling the plays. Adam looked like he, he had, you know, like, like he got caught with his pants down. And then there's a, a segment where Sam Darnold was asked directly who was calling the plays, and he said, Adam's the only voice I hear in the headset. Is there any situation as a quarterback where Dow could be relaying the plays to the head coach and the head coach calling them in? Would, why wouldn't it just come from Dow yeah. if Dow is calling Some, the plays? 
some teams do that gotcha. where they have, you know, the coordinator or the uh, quarterback coach relay the plays. If you're up in the box, you can't talk directly to the player. Right. 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 So you would be on the headset with the coach on the sideline. And if you're on the sideline, you can communicate and the coach, the quarterback speaker. Uh, so yes, yeah, some teams do it different ways. Some coaches are better at, you know, talking to players and right. relaying the play, but there is that delay, right? You right, got to call right. the play twice. And if it's a long one and you know, yeah. uh, wristband 43, no, no, no wristband 54, the thing cuts off and you're like, Whoa, some people so, don't read aloud. Well, yeah, that's true too. And, and the most important thing is I thought as a player, I appreciated the most is having a calming voice in the headset and shoddy got better and better with this. But I remember a couple times, um, I think it was my rookie year, but, um, he would get real excited, real amped up about a call. So then it would get me like a little right, anxious right, about right. the call <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, Oh shoot. Okay. We're going to take a shot here, you know, or whatever. But he got to a point where he was real, real calm, steady. Um, and then he feeds you information, information that's important for you to execute the play, right? Because you're never just running plays. It's always a situation. And when they remind you, hey, listen, it's third and 12, but we don't need all 12. We're going for it on fourth down no matter what. Coach gave us the green light. Here's the play. Well, that changes your perspective on the play. You're like, oh, sweet. I can hit one of these flat routes. I can hit a quick shallow. Like I can throw it to the back. It doesn't matter. We don't need all 12. That changes how I go execute this play. And so the best coordinators relay that information to the point where when Brady was with the box and he gets in trouble for thinking it's mm -hmm. fourth down, all that kind of stuff. You remind your quarterback as this thing's going. Yeah. I know he's the best ever. I know he's played for 20 years, but you remind him certain thing. Hey, we got a big third down here. Let's go. We got two downs to get this. Just little information like that goes a very long way. And I guarantee Josh McDaniel was doing that. With right, exactly. For years, yeah. right? And, you know, hey, we're getting in that situation. This could be iffy here. I'll let you know what coach says about fourth down. Whatever. Uh, hey, remind the guys it's bullets or remind them they do the outlaw blitz, okay? If, if they show us outlaw, we got to get to our check. Boom. I, I think a lot of fans think it's on. just like, hey, uh, what is the call that Gruden always used to say? Spider, spider two, wide, two banana. wide banana. I think I think a lot of fans just think they just scream that in the headset and it's cut off. There's nah. a lot of coaching, so you could be a good play calling yeah. coordinator, but not be a good uh, voice in in the headset. Exactly That's right. That's really exactly right. Jacksonville, Minnesota. Here's why I'm interested in this game. The Vikings yeah, are still alive. Please tell me. <laughs> okay, let me sell you on this game. This is beautiful. I'll, okay. I'll be I'll be a car salesman. Okay. 1 p.m. Sunday, I got this Jacksonville-Minnesota game. I mean, Delvin Cook, he might go for 200 against a bottom five rush defense. That could be fun to watch. Another thing that could be fun to watch here, Squanch. If We put that to bed. So if the, if the Jets... I leave it up to the listeners. I, if the Jets fuck around and win a game, which I think is possible this weekend, right? It's very possible. It's not the Jets. Don't do that to Gruden. Okay. Okay, go ahead. The Jets I'll play in your fantasy it's your, world. It's go. your Jets. Jets. What do you want more? Do you want, do you want the, are you more worried about the Jets or Gruden? Your, your allegiance is with the, the green team. Oh, I, I mean, either way. I, yeah, I, but you I, don't want to put that evil on our boy, John Gruden. <laughs> yeah, I, just. So, so I'm looking at, yeah, there won't be any, any bus laps around the Meadowlands <laughs> if if they lose. So so here's the here's the deal. Jacksonville 
has one win. If you remember yeah. way back, what feels like pre-pandemic almost, they beat the Colts to start the, yeah, the season. Yeah, early, yeah. Yeah, when Minshew Mania was still a thing, which also feels Dude, like a long gone. time ago. Was, yeah. yeah so true. the Jets have zero wins. What happens if the Jets are on one TV beating the Raiders and uh, and Jacksonville uh, fucks it up and gets a win? Because here's how it works. It goes off a strength of schedule from a draft perspective. Um, the Jets have a higher, the Jets have oh, a high, if they win. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Jets have a higher winning percentage of opponents, so Jacksonville would get number one if it were a tie, right? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Jackson, I didn't realize that. So, so that I so, didn't know there were tiebreakers. Yeah. Obviously, there's got to be. Yes. Yeah, so okay. this scenario, Jets win the game. Jacksonville would get the number one pick if Jacksonville just did the right thing and lost to Minnesota and lost out, right? But Doug Marone wants to win, right? Just like Adam Gase wants to win. That could Doug put Marone you, is the losingest coach in the last like three years. Maybe he should stop trying to win. He should like fade himself. <laughs> Whatever he's fade been doing himself. the last three years. Yeah, no, Sometimes I, when I I'm on a skit, I just fade myself. And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but here's the point. Like, there's gonna be two games vying for this is NFL yeah, history, yeah. bro. This is no, if you're, Trevor you're Lawrence selling, is as yeah. good as people think. He is okay. These are okay. Th there's going to be plenty of Sundays left where these two teams are going to duke it out to see who's worse and who's going to get sunshine. But I'm just saying, two one o'clocks, have them on your side TV and just keep your eye on it because they're going to have major draft implications. Good to you, multiple TV guy. Okay, I'll buy it. I'll buy what Good, you're, you're selling. Buying. But the only the only issue is I take that back. No, no, I'm <laughs> selling. I just want to know who wins. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just I'm not want to saying, know on my app, like, ding. I'm just saying Jets a reason to pay whatever. attention to it. Maybe not a reason to watch it. That's that. You're yeah. right. That's not a watchable game. That's a, I watch it on my score app. Uh, yeah, exactly. Detroit, okay, Chicago. Cool. Listen, <sighs> <sighs> buddy. Um, this guy. I would have took this game know. on Thanksgiving over some of the games <laughs> we had on Thanksgiving. I mean, those are some high scoring affairs. At least they were fun to watch. And a lot of trick plays. A lot of trick plays. Yeah, a lot of teams that are just like, fuck it. I just didn't understand when we got into a lot of the discussions on TV that the fake punt that the Cowboys run, granted, you're in your own territory, whatever. Fossil, that's the special that's teams Bones. coach, right? He's Fossil, one of the best. Fossil's brother, right? It's one of the yeah. best. Dude, he runs these plays all the time. He used to run them with the Rams, and they have a guy open. There's a guy open to throw the ball to. It's not an easy play. It's probably your 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 worst option. Yeah. On that on that call. Yeah. Like, all right, worst case scenario, throw it to this guy. Well, that guy was open. Yeah. And the guy, the the reverse guy didn't look up the field again. He got caught up with the rush and didn't throw the ball. I'm so glad you so, said that because I don't like blaming Bones. I love him. He's one of my favorite but, coaches of all time. But that's the other thing is everybody's like, I can't believe they ran that trick. Well, play. here's the deal. If Dude, they these hit teams it, on gonna... Thanksgiving look like the Globetrotters. Yeah, and everybody well, had double passes and reverses. I was like, what are we watching? NFL Blitz? This just is going crazy. With the, NFL Blitz was awesome. Just going Dude, with the flow. Awesome. Going with the flow, it man. Wild. It like I, I just feel like we stroke these special teams coaches when they work out. It's the simplest thing in the world. If it doesn't work, if it you're, works, you know, you're a genius. Oh my God, you're innovative. You got guts. You got stones, mm -hmm. man. This guy's, you know, he'll do it. Mm -hmm. He trusts his players. And then if you don't, it's just like, oh, what a complete idiot. What a Get him man. off the field. Like, what the? Hell? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Detroit, but Chicago. Whatever. I don't see a lot of trick plays this week. I want to see how Chicago, no, no. how Chicago's defense responds because the head coach kind of threw the defense under the bus and backed up. He really him. did. He really I, I think did. he was. 
I think it was getting um, this like built up over time, right? Like, well, you got a Super Bowl defense. If the offense could just turn it around, bail if you me could out. figure out your quarterback situation, I need you guys if you to could bail blah, me blah, out. Yeah, help us out, help us out, help us out. And then, as soon as the defense, you know, has one flop game, it's just like, oh, it's all their fault. Do you guys see the defense? Those guys played like a pile of crap. Like, <laughs> dude, that bothered me. Did you ever get thrown under the bus bad, like as an offense in your career? Oh, what? Rex used to kill us. He used to throw he you under the bus. He wouldn't do it publicly. Not publicly. No, but that, he there's would do a it. difference. If he kills you behind closed doors, that's fair. But if you go out on the yeah. podium and you as a coach single out a position group or this, that, and the third, I can't as a player be like, man, we got out coached that day. So why do you get to do that to us? We're a team. Uh, yeah, it's we, a good point. There's a That's way a to, great point. There's a way to give insight without... Here's what yeah. you would say if the defense didn't play your best. We went through this with Jim Schwartz and DK Metcalf. we got to play complimentary football. No, we went through this with DK and Jim Schwartz. I think the most important thing in the English language or you know communication is where you put the butt in your sentence. Hey, okay. the defense wasn't great today, but they've done a hell of a job all year and they've backed us up through our tough days, and that's what football is about. They'll be better next week. That Ooh, is how that's you, good. That's how you say that the defense didn't play well and give people the satisfaction of having an informative presser without backing up over your best player. Yeah, but everybody, but everybody's going to cut your little, you know, the defense wasn't great today part. That's the headline. They will, but they, he made it so easy, right? Yeah, that's true. That's or, true. Or maybe we got duped and I missed something in the press conference where he lauded them as being the reason they're even still alive in the playoff hunt. Yeah, maybe. See, that's the thing. Like, you're not going to go back and watch it. I'm not going to go back. No, they Sorry, got, they got Nagy. it. I'm so, not going to go back and watch it. Yeah, I'm definitely. It's low on my list of shit to watch. I do. I do. I do suspect. Here's one thing I suspect happens in this game. Mitch gets false. Gets gives false hope because he's been really good against the Lions. Four and two, 67 percent completion percentage, 1600 yards, 106 rating, 14 touchdowns, four interceptions. I think the Lions might win this football game. They're dogs, but I think Mitch will play well. It's up to Chicago fans to realize uh, that this is fool's gold. Okay? I'm just warning you guys. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe he goes to another place next year. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen It ain't there. in Chicago. Just, it ain't happening. I just feel bad for him. Uh, he seems spot. like an amazing kid. Best kid. Best kid. And here's the thing. When we talk about this, I hate saying, like, this guy, it's not working or whatever because yeah. it's just a fucking sport. So what? He's not good at football yeah. right now. You know, like and we, for we, whatever reason, it didn't work this year. You know, two years ago, it was awesome. Last year, he got hurt. Yep. It's just not working right now. And okay, so, so the good games. My third most watchable game in the first, uh, in the in the one o'clock slate, New Orleans, um, Atlanta. I, Atlanta? What say you? Yeah. I'm excited about watching this uh, game. I'm excited, too. I think, um, you know, I just want to see Sean Payton and Roddy White go at it again on Twitter because that, that Twitter beef was epic. That was uh, but, you know, I'm excited to see. Uh, I, I talked to um, uh, Cam Jordan this week on Fourth and Forever, and he's the man. Yeah, he's the, awesome. Those guys, the, he said too on the show, like, I said, you guys just have this experience of like knowing what to do when the quarterback goes down. You've had experience doing this last year for Teddy yeah. and you're doing it again for Taysom. And it's just like, yeah, it's okay. And he said, you're exactly right. Like that's our mentality. The sky's not falling. As soon as Drew Brees left. Yes. He's one of the best, but the sky's not falling. We'll, we'll figure it out. We still got Kamara. We still got guys who can make yeah. plays. 
we're good. And so they have this belief and he attributed that to Sean Payton and their, you know, just their culture and attitude. So they're, they're just a fun team to watch. They fly around on defense. They're smart. Um, you respect you know, them. I, it's hard I not like to. Them. It's hard not to respect the Saints. To your point, I agree. The quarterback thing has been all over the place. I feel like they they haven't been at full strength for a while as a team. I mean, they didn't have yep. Drew and Mike Thomas together. You know, now you're getting uh, a different quarterback look. Last year you had Bridgewater. <laughs> so, and they've also had a lot of bad luck over the last couple of years, and some of it has been self inflicted, like losing to the Vikings <laughs> at home in, in the playoffs. And I met, I mentioned this a couple of days ago. There is a situation where New Orleans slides and Seattle gets the one seed and Minnesota gets in and we have a rematch of that game, the two seven. So that would yeah, be Yeah, I just think I think uh, it'd be so different this year. New Orleans so so gets different after this year. Right now. Yeah. But I think, you know, and as a defensive player, I don't know if you guys ever did this as an offense, but men- mentality wise, if you knew your defense sucked, I don't know if you picked up I don't know how easy it is to pick up your intensity in order to be better on offense. Offense is so execution based. Yeah. Like defense, if you play for a team that you know you're getting zero, you find a way. You just get in you 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 bring yeah. it out of somewhere deep down in your gut and you fucking pitch a shutout and you play above your head. You play intense and all that stuff, but you can't do that so much offensively. Cam and those it's guys hard. have done a great job. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they've been playing really well. I will say this, really well. and I didn't know this while I played, Mark. You were a part of some really good rivalries, right? Patriots and the Jets, great rivalry. Yep. Yep. Um, I love the one we just saw yesterday. I mean, even though it was an awful game to watch on TV, it's still fun. <laughs> right. Um, right. Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Hate week down there. It's like not your Ohio State-Michigan of rivalries. It's more like your Holy War, BYU-Utah, or like or Oregon, Oregon State. Like one of these rivalries that you're like, oh, I had no idea they fucking really hate exactly. each other. They yeah, really they really hate. don't like each other. <laughs> so, so that's one I, yeah. That's one reason to watch, I think. And two, maybe you can tell me if this is bullshit or not, but as a defensive player, I'm thinking Taysom Hill with two weeks of tape study as a 50-down guy, it's going to look much different as far as how you're able to bottle him up as an Atlanta defensive uh, coordinator or a player. Yeah, that's the idea. Get him, get him to third down, uh, make him have, you know, 10 plus play drives where he's got to convert a couple third downs in the air. Yeah. Um, you know, back to back kind of thing yeah. and force him to sit in the pocket and beat you throwing the ball. Same, same, uh, same idea with Lamar Jackson, force him to beat you throwing the ball. Yeah. Just keep him in the pocket and, and let him try and carve you up. And if he does, then they deserve to win. And that's just kind of the way it goes. But, you know, they, they just got to make him a passer and see how well he can do. And I think it's just going to show how, and you're not saying this, I am. Sean Payton is just so superior to so many offensive minds. Greg Roman's a guy I respect. He's incredible. But the, but it's right, that offense that we saw against uh, Pittsburgh, you know, you can't tell me that's like, you know, the system is working great right now regardless. Um, and Taysom, who's not Lamar, has been outperforming the Ravens uh, offensively. I'm saying, like, from a production standpoint, points and that sort of thing. Lamar, who's so dynamic and a better quarterback than Taysom, in my opinion, uh, they haven't been getting it done. I also want to watch this because Trey Hendrickson, who I love, got a jersey of his. He came up to me to trade before I retired. Young Florida Atlantic kid, WD, yeah. white D head. Um, you know, I, I know he watched, he watched a lot of me and Kerrigan. That's what Cam Jordan said. What he, I know he watched a lot of you and Kerrigan. 
he's doing a great job. He's got nine and a half sacks. It's great rushing on the other side of Cam Jordan, I'm sure. But like, this is big for him to get a double-digit year. I'd be really happy for him. It could happen tomorrow because that rush got after Matt Ryan the first time. And then Raheem Morris, man. Four and two is the is the interim coach right now. Last year he was big and kind of turning the tide when they re- reshuffled the the positions yeah. and he had a bigger role. And they're plus four four and a half points a game and minus twelve uh, points allowed since he took over. So Raheem Morris is he auditioning for something? I don't know. And I'd love to see. I said this the other day. I think if you're Sean Payton, you have to get Jameis Winston some touches. In the game, get him some snaps because like some mop up duty or put him in. Put him in in some spots at the very ah, least, mop up duty. Because what happens if Drew doesn't yeah, heal mop up? up. And, I, yeah, I would it, say well, mop if up. Drew doesn't heal up and in and mop up, I mean, if you get up two scores, three scores, give me Jameis yeah. because you're gonna need in the playoffs if Drew's not just get right. him experience. Yeah, yeah, just you get need, him experience. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking Sean's smart enough to do that. And I can see he's way smarter than me. So if he doesn't, then I'm the idiot. Indy Houston, okay. Huge. Huge game. This is an entertaining one, man. Because Deshaun's been fucking on fire since Bill left. That's what he's got pro- no Will Fuller, bro. That's no Will, huge. But I mean, it's not like he had anybody outside of Will Fuller for a while. I mean, he had Kenny Stills. They let him go. I just feel like, I mean, he's 18 touchdowns, two interceptions since Bill left. He's the number one passer rating. Look at the difference. And by the way, Bill's been gone for yeah. two months. Is that wild? That flew by. Yeah. He, uh, Deshaun Watson's quietly had an incredible year. And it's really too bad because he's one of those guys that, you know, he could potentially, his talent can get wasted. What, what I'd love to see happen there is somebody like the enemy go down there and, you know, work with him. Yeah. And he's as close to Patrick Mahomes as there is, I feel like, and he's young, he's, you know, energetic, he's excited, like he can sling it. Yeah. And I think in an offense like that, and they got to, they got to put the players there too, but it, it starts with the head coach. And I'd love to see somebody like the enemy get a shot there. I would love to see him get the head, the head coaching job. I also know that Jack Easterby, um, who was like a chaplain in new England. I like Jack, but when I found out he's like making a lot of the football decisions down there, there's such a New England tie that I worry something like I just yeah. I just worry he's oh, yeah. gonna overthink it. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Romeo's their coach next year and they they bide their time and try to do something uh really. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I just have a feeling that that they they might look at this this little streak here and say, Maybe we don't like any one uh candidate this year. And maybe sure. it's we we bridge with a guy that's got so much experience, and obviously the players like, I, it's going to be a good football game. Um, again, Houston's four and three without Bill, and you know we totally judged them off of getting their ass kicked by good teams early in the year, but that was a monster month for them. And this yeah. is a and Indy, this, this is a I mean a like do a dive for Indy. Indy, yeah, yeah, because this sets them up in the playoff race. This puts them in the driver's seat of the division um, because they split with, uh, with the Titans. So both of the, both of these games uh, or both of these teams down the stretch, they're kind of neck and neck. And um, now it, it, all those things matter when you get to tiebreakers, if they end up, you know, completely tied, like you said, it's going to be like opponents. It's going to be, you know, non-conference opponents. It's going to be points allowed points scored. All those, all those crazy ass tiebreakers. This could be one of those years where, 
you need some of those to get the right seed or to get in the playoffs at all. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, I'll say this. It's as big a game in the standings for the Colts as it is for their defense mentally. And I don't know if Buckner's coming back. Yeah. I haven't checked on that. But it made a big difference last week. We saw it with our eyes. The numbers back it up. Uh, they've given up 38 and 408 the last two games average. Um, and with Buckner out, two more yards of rush, and they were stacking the box at twice the rate last week. So oh, that, yeah. That's they what, had to. It makes such a big difference having that dude. I think he, he made a big difference negatively in San Francisco with him leaving. Um, Buckner is a stud, and they have to prove that they can win on defense down the stretch. For you to give up... Now, every team gets these stinkers, and they have, you know, like good defenses can have bad games. True. But, but mentally, if you're a team that's going to carry this Colts football team, because that's what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to be, it's, got, it's a defensive football team. You need that, like, oh, yeah, we're good coming into the playoffs. Because if, if your last game coming into the playoffs was you giving up a 40 burger, it's to a little shaky. Yeah. You're just not feeling <laughs> yeah. good. And another thing is the offense, they need Jonathan Taylor back. Houston run defense is bad. And they're down a center and a tackle. Look at the pressure rate when Costanzo's out. It's a big deal. Yeah, and, so. and that's the last thing you want for that defense. One, they want to play well, and two, they don't want to see Phillip have to go out and try and win it again yeah. and play hero ball yeah. and throw three picks in the first half or something. And then they look up at the scoreboard. It's like, whoa, You're we're down twenty-eight right. three. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. So they don't have that. Uh, they don't have that. Yeah, I don't know if they have that juice. Well, let's run through maybe my favorite game of the week here: uh, Cleveland, Tennessee. What do you think happens in this game? When I said this at the beginning of the year, Baker Mayfield is his best when he has 25 attempts or less and they ride Chubb and Kareem Hunt. A lot of play action stuff, a lot of quick game, uh, you know, a couple nakeds, little um, rollout stuff, yeah. get Baker on the move a little bit. And then, you know, you minor in the drop back passes, you keep those to a minimum. That's when he's his best. That's, that's his best formula for success that we've seen so far. But I think that's their formula. It's got to be run it. It's got to be play action. Nakeds and boots, quick game, and then drop back passes in that order. And they got to be money in the red zone because if you look at it, they actually match up well with the Titans. Um, Titans defense has been bad in some areas, especially third down. They haven't been able to rush the passer. The Titans defense in the red zone, not so great. Offensively, they're they're killer in the red zone. Defensively, not so good. So Cleveland's going to be able to run the ball. Can he finish yeah. down there? Is he going to miss yeah, those throws drives, that he no made? Doubt that he missed last week against uh, Jacksonville. You know, that people were tearing him up right. online about. And you're you're not going to be able to uh, get away with those this week, right? Like, yeah. you're going to need every possession down yep. there. You yep. can't go, you know, three possessions, three field goals in a row. You need seven points. So Exactly, um, exactly. That's going to be huge for his execution. Do you, what does he have to do to you the rest of the year to prove that he is the uh, QB of the future? It's, it's plays like that, you know, um, it, when you get down in the red zone, it's anticipation, it's accuracy, meaning, and we're talking like, you know, six to 12 inches on a football of, you know, left shoulder, right shoulder, giving a guy a chance to turn the appropriate way away from the defender, knife up the field and get the extra set of downs inside the five yard line. Those are big for him. And um, that, that's going to define what they do the rest of the year. Stefanski may be quietly a coach of the year candidate. I, I love the hire, and he's maximized what they what they. But they got to beat some good teams, in my opinion. If they if they beat some good teams, and this would be one today. A team yeah. That, what are the what do they got down the stretch? Their next four are 
aren't easy. No. If you remember last year to start the season, they had the Titans. They lost 43-13. to So this would be one that would be a huge win. They get the Ravens the next week. If he can beat the Ravens, He's the quarterback yeah. of the future. Plays well. And they're the, Ravens. the Ravens are trending in the wrong direction. Dude. If, Baker Mayfield goes, if Baker Mayfield goes 2-0 the next two weeks, I'm ready to crown him as the quarterback of the future. I'm not saying he's great, but I'm saying like you you, you just don't – like these are the wins you've been waiting for him to, to come up yeah. with. And these two next week, how he's going to play. Titans, Ravens, then you got the Giants, the Jets, the Steelers. There's three games down the stretch here that I will judge Baker Mayfield on. Because yeah. if you want, I mean, they could easily win four of those and drop one to the Steelers. I shouldn't say easily. Those are those are tough games. If they beat the Titans, that's a legit win. I think they go three and two. I think they steal one of the three, and that would be a Herculean effort. And I'm, you know, to beat one of those three teams, the Ravens, the Titans, and the Steelers, because they don't match up great against them. Um, let's go into the four o'clocks here, real quick. Rams, uh, Cardinals. Four o'clock's a lot better than the ones. Every game is watchable in the four o'clock slate. How do you see this going, and who wins the West? Sheesh. Uh, it seems like <laughs> I thought the Rams were going to be, you know, right there with Seattle, kind of neck and neck. Arizona shows you a little life. They win a game on a Hail Mary. I don't think they're as good as people think. I think they're still another year away of really, you know, dominating a division like that. And it's one of the toughest divisions in football. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's just going to be a carousel of who wins that thing, but you look at the game they had last week, it was like, wh what happened? You know, right. the Rams, um, well, so are, the Niners have the, uh, the Niners. Yeah. So the Niners have yeah, full custody against of, the Niners. Of, of the Rams, bro. They, I just they don't understand them. that. They dropped two to those guys. I mean, if games the, that if, they could have easily won. There is no team that wants another team out of the playoffs as bad as the Rams want the Niners out of the playoffs. I mean, they, <sighs> it's like a vice grip thing. Yeah. And listen, I actually said this the other day. I think the Rams have a Super Bowl-level roster. Jared scares me a little bit, and I'd love to see you move him more, get the play action going again. They got away from play action since the bye. It hadn't been the same for them. And, uh, and honestly, I like the Rams secondary playing the deep ball against Kyler. I agree with you. Not only do I not think the Cardinals are... And listen, again, I love Steve Kime. I love their GM. I, I think Cliff's doing a great job. You love the quarterback. I think they're getting the most out of this group, and to your point, they're a year ahead. Miami's yeah. two years ahead. Uh, Arizona's a year ahead. So this isn't slander. I, I just don't think they're there yet, and what's worse is I don't know that Kyler's healthy. You know, that Seattle yeah, game... Yeah, he doesn't look right. Yeah, so... I got yeah. the I got the Hawks winning the West. I mean, they've stabilized at quarterback. You know, Russ has stabilized. Dunlap's gotten Dunlap's been a home run. You talk about a guy that a you a, a contender acquiring a Carlos Dunlap late in the season. Yeah. That's a fucking yeah. home run, dude. Yeah, that was big because they needed they needed some pass rush. They were the bend don't break defense. Yep. They give up a ton of yards and hopefully get a turnover kind of thing. But that's been Coach Carroll's, you know. Uh, MO. I mean, it's it's Ben, don't break. It's stop the run. Don't get beat deep. You know, that's the philosophy. Listen, Clowney was scary. He was disruptive, but Dunlap yeah. in one or two, three games has been more productive yep. than Clowney was his whole time there. And, you know, you saw a guy, a guy like Dunlap in Cleveland or in Cincinnati who's 
mired in shit there for so many years just playing in bad situations. Now they were good. They made the playoffs, you know, sneaky few times, but you know, it's just not, I'm sure that this is such a culture shock for him without the 12s. He's going to want to play a couple more years. I bet you Carlos Dunlap retires like a Seahawk one day. I mean, like he's just going to fall in love with the place. What do you do as a quarterback? Because Jamal Adams, maybe not so great in coverage, but averaging almost a sack a game as a Seahawk, most defense, yeah. he's the second highest sack rate in the league with his current team. How do you keep an eye on this, dude? What are you looking for if Jamal's out there in the second? So, game? I mean, one of the most important things is watching film with your tailback, with your halfback, and mm-hmm. making sure like somebody's got to have a set of eyes on him. Uh, any of your, um, you know, slide protections, reminding your back that he's got a cross key those kind of things, because if he comes and lights you up in the back of the head, one, it sucks Two, it hurts. And three, it's a huge momentum shift Yes, and their defense just goes off. Right. And they feed off of that. They feed off that energy. That's a Seattle um, staple too. One oh, play. no doubt. They one love play in the firing, second half and they love firing the safety. Yep. Like they'll, they'll bring four week, no problem. Yep. And, um, so that, that's one of those things. And you know, he's, he made a comment, I think saying like, yeah, I got beat by, by a really good receiver. And all of a sudden I can't cover anymore or something like that. Right. Uh, Jamal Adams, that is. And so, I mean, he's not the worst cover guy in the world. He's probably not the best. It's just not what makes him great. Yeah. And he's fine. And Pete knows that. And he's not going to major in having him cover somebody that's, you know, going to try and eat his lunch all game long. Right. Like just don't put him in that bad spot. Right. So, um, you know, if that's, if, if that's the game plan is try and get him in one-on-one matchups, I mean, you're really searching. If you get it, great, take advantage of it, but it's so not like he's So you used to have all scrub. the running backs in the room when you played the Steelers. Oh, dude. I mean, but you, you couldn't even find team. Troy. You're like, <laughs> he's supposed to be covering the flat on yeah. this side, and he literally is on the other side of the field. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just so, freelancing out there. Oh, bro, he was the worst. He was the worst. <laughs> Ugh. Um, and the one matchup that's going to make this game great, and I think this might be honestly the most fun game of the the day, is D Hop and his old buddy Jalen Ramsey. Last time they played, Jalen got the best of it, but I'm going to look forward to that matchup there. And Jalen's good, man. He's man, playing really well. He's he locked good. down DK Metcalf a couple weeks ago, and that looked like the formula for the Seahawks. Now you know nobody else has a. At least right now, yeah, like it's like watching that can ta- do that. It's like watching tape. It's like, man, if we could just do what the Rams did to DK Metcalf. <laughs> it's like when people used to hey, be like, "Hey, oh, you yeah. should go watch this. Go watch this Von Miller tape, Chris." Yeah, I'm like, I just can't do that. I just there's nothing that you know. Do you have any uh, Aaron Campman? Um, yeah, exactly. So exactly, Giants, uh, Seahawks. Talking about the NFC West, I think that's who wins the NFC West. Who do you think wins the NFC East? Because the Giants are in the driver's oh, seat God. on the other side of it. I mean, Colt McCoy's got to hold it down. So, you know, I'm lighting a candle for him and hoping things lighting work that out. Lighting a candle because, for your dog. Yeah, that's my dog. And, um, <laughs> you know, he's had a – he's uh, we're together in Washington, yeah. but we've known each other since high school. And um, just a great kid, works hard, and had, like, weird breaks, right? Gets a chance to play and then got hurt. And so he's never really, like, started for a long period of time. Now he's just got to kind of keep – keep things together there and, and see what happens these next couple of weeks. But that's not an easy, that's and, not and an easy have, game they one. Hey, go start against, they have the hardest yeah. schedule out of all the NFC East. If you go down on schedules as giants tied for the fourth hardest, the rest of the way, Washington, the 10th, 
Philly the 13th, Dallas the second, easiest. I think, unless I fuck this up, the Giants have the fourth hardest schedule in the league the rest of the way. Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, uh, and Cowboys. Um, And the Seahawks. Yeah, they got a tough schedule the rest of the way. So if you look at that, coupled with the QB injury, maybe it's not the Giants. I actually, I'm afraid to say it because I, it's like somebody who struggles with drinking. You wake up okay. the next day, and I've said this a million times. I'm done drinking, right? I do that with the Eagles every week. On Monday, <laughs> don't do it. On don't Monday, it. I say the Eagles don't are not winning it. this division. I fucking bleed green. The Eagles have the 13th <laughs> hardest schedule the rest of the way. That's the third easiest Stop. in the division. It's the second easiest in the division. The Cowboys are inept. Okay, they have good players and they can't win. Okay, good players can't win. I don't believe in you. We got a little Philly magic left. Do you think that Philly winning the division would piss people off the most, like the general public? I think no. I think Washington winning would piss people off. I think Dallas would piss people off more than Washington. Uh, Yeah, people would root for Ron. I mean, either way, dude, that whole division is just like, what the hell? I think I think Alex Smith and Ron Rivera exactly. are the reason the the Washington football team wins. That's it. Just bottom line, you go with experience. Uh, he's healthy. He's Gibbs, played before. Gibson's you know, played well. The rookie man. He's the stud from Memphis. Yeah, just ride it out with those guys. You know, Alex isn't going to screw it up, and you know they'll be fine. I'm going Dallas. Okay, here's here's the the public hatred for the NFC index. <laughs> NFC East index. I just want to see Stephen A. Smith if the Dallas Cowboys oh, win the division. Bro, oh my God, he is an incredibly talented monologue guy. I mean, how many takes do you think you know oh, Stephen A. I don't know Stephen we, A. We were on um we were on uh on Friday um uh, on Get Up last week, and he, bro, he went three minutes, three minute answer. About the Cowboys from Thanksgiving. It's not even his stuff on he the set. He didn't even breathe. It's him when he, yeah, he doesn't breathe. It was when crazy. He, when he got I was home. like, dang. <laughs> He's got so but much charisma. When they tell me it's a, it's a, you know, a 35 second answer, I'm like, ooh, I, I need some nuggets here. This is going to be a yeah, long it's one. it's a long one. Three minutes. Yeah. And he had like legit content. He kept yeah. bringing up stats. He kept bringing up this player, that player. I was like, whoa. Do you think he sleeps a lot? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he don't sleeps know. a lot. I love Stephen A. Man, and I love it when he does He's the videos funny. at home. When he does the videos at home after the Cowboys lose, probably my favorite. Bro, he videos. just rubs it in. Just rubs. He's got it his in. hat, and I always wonder who takes the videos for him. Who films? Me too. Him? Who does? He probably the video? has cat. He probably has a cat. You think he's a cat guy? <laughs> he might be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't you know guys aren't like that, that tight yet. No, we're not. We're not like super tight. He's, You're not in a circle yet. At the worldwide leader yet. Yeah, no, I haven't got a Christmas card from Stephen A. So. Oh, that's fucked up. We got to rectify that situation. <laughs> but I'm gonna say, and Stephen A. would agree that in the NFC East, the teams in the order of the most infuriating to the general public in the internet making the playoffs would be Dallas, and then Philly, because yeah. everybody hates the Eagles now because they're tired of hearing about them. Yeah. Everybody hates Carson. Then it goes. The Giants, because people kind of have a hard on for hating Danny Dimes, and people don't like yeah. Joe Judge because New England. Although I like Joe Judge, and then the team that everybody would be okay with would be the Washington Football Team because I think the Ron Rivera and Alex Smith. Story yeah, line. there is okay. That's fair. He he does have that and their story fans. Line in that. You almost feel yeah. bad for their fans. They're so loyal. I live in Virginia. <laughs> Washington Football Team fans, especially the young ones. 
Yeah. You haven't experienced any joy. Ever. You, you only like the team because your parents liked them because they're geographically kind of close to you. Yeah, they were they were like Eagles fans until you showed up, dude. And yeah, that was a fun well year. Fun. Well, fuck yeah, dude. Speaking of the Eagles, look at you with the dynamite segue. Real quick, Eagles Green Bay, go look at the game last year. Okay, the teams are different, but... I, I do believe that the Eagles keep this thing close. The funniest thing about the other night, as bad as the Eagles played, they kept the thing close. The defense is yeah, pretty good, man. I mean, they didn't get blown out. I mean, they're okay. They're going to be fine if DK Metcalf doesn't go off like that. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, it's an even tighter game, but they lost by what? A field goal? Seven yeah. points? Or I don't. And, and, yeah. he, and, they, and it was Cover City. Did you see the Hail Mary at the end and the two point conversion? They actually covered. <laughs> so a lot of people were happy. I'm not going to spend too much time on the Eagles. We got to get you out of here in a second. Last game, because I already talked about the Eagles earlier. New England Chargers. I think this is going to be a super under the radar good game and a fun game. I said this on the pod the other day. I would imagine Bill loves Justin Herbert. I would imagine he's uh, watching yeah. him play, and he's just like, "Damn!" Like, man, I could really mold him. <laughs> oh my! Why'd you go Gruden? Like, kind of, you kind of went Gruden. I did kind of. I, I, what would he say? Bill's just like, like, I can, uh, I can see him being a, a good asshole. starting quarterback. Fucking assholes! All right. <laughs> I love him, dude. He's awesome. He is awesome. One time he yeah. texted me. This is how awesome Bill is. Okay. <laughs> Bill texted me after I complimented the way they travel as a team on the pod. He said he heard that we complimented the travel and he appreciated it. And I just think Bill, there's a different side to Bill. What did than they a lot do that was so? What did they, they do let that the was players so... sit in first class? Oh, that's the best. If Bill's sitting that's in coach, best. all you other fucking coaches need to sit in coach. That's literally that's the what best. they named the the back of the plane for. I'm convinced. Coaches sit in coach. And the Chargers, I just feel so bad. Like. I feel like Anthony Lynn took the heat for a total screw up on the goal line. Like he's not calling the plays. I'm looking for my, my refund for, I had the over, I mean, I had the over all they had to do was score a touchdown. I just, yeah, I just didn't understand what was going on there. And, um, I, I think it was, I think Gannon was on the call. He was the, uh, the, uh, um, color guy on the call and yeah. dude, I mean, he just ripped into Anthony Lynn like, you know, they lose games at the end, which they do, and they I do. understand that. They do lose a lot of games but, at the end. like, that's not A. Lynn's call. Like, the O.C. has to figure that out, and him and a rookie quarterback obviously haven't well, What about the enough. head coach? And I love Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn's a great dude, and Anthony Lynn does some – we do some crossover charity work. So I'm always – just full disclosure, I'll never dog my guy Anthony Lynn, but yeah. should Anthony Lynn – run up and grab the coordinator and say this has got to be our right. first call here you know it's 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 kind of like with the it's kind of like yesterday before the half pittsburgh uh baltimore the ball gets down in the red zone i don't know if you saw this this exchange it ends up in a luke wilson uh not a drop humphreys did a great job of playing through his hands but that's the difference in the game right there you don't get points right. you don't even get three and down there, they go run play with no timeouts left. Right after they call a timeout, they get stuffed. Pittsburgh lays on the pile like every defense in two-minute mode yeah. does, and they take 20 seconds off. You throw that under-pressure toss to Luke Wilson. You come up empty. Shouldn't the head coach take the bull by the horns? I get it if you're like a play caller, and Aylin's called plays like yeah. that, but he's more of like there's different kinds of coaches, right? There's like the special teams guy, a Joe Judge guy. Um, you know, the defensive coach, 
or the offensive coach and, and you're like the, the coordinator yeah. or and. there's like, you know, uh, Jason Garrett, when he was with the Cowboys, he's right. not either coordinator. He is like the manager. Right. right, right, right. So I feel like uh, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, yeah. those kind of guys have been around so long and they might not be calling the plays, but in that situation, they are so dialed in right. to this is what we do. Right. We're good, right? Like on the headset to the other coaches, we're going this, right? Mm -hmm. Or, hey, here's the situation, blank. So I don't think it's like ineptitude. I don't think Anthony Lynn couldn't. I just don't think it happened. Let's do the the maybe the most important team when it comes to the dominoes, the contenders that we don't know who they are and who they're not. Like I said, um, this is it. But we got the Bucks. They're bye week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, is this the is this the best time for them to have a bye week? It, it, I think it's great for them. I think I think they're exactly. I mean, what did you have them? You pick you pick uh, games at the beginning of the year. What did you have them? Oh, 10 and 6, I, 9 and 7, I, I think 11 I, and 5. I want to say I had them as the wild card at like yeah. 10 and 6 or 11 and 5. And yeah. they're going to be 11 and 5, 10 yeah. and 6. Yeah. Like, this is exactly what we said. I just think stylistically, I think um, Colin Coward has a great take on this. But Brady, you've played with him. He's so calculated, right? He's short and intermediate passing game just an assassin an mm -hmm. absolute cyborg like mm -hmm. he doesn't miss right yeah. he's legit yeah. you don't mess with that guy he comes from the belichick school like situational galaxy gonna, brain yeah, accuracy gonna yeah we're gonna win this game because you're gonna screw up more than we do like if it becomes a war of attrition we will not blink yeah. you will screw this up before we do and he goes down to tampa where it's like this riverboat gambling kind of you know shooting from the hip very loosey-goosey in Bruce Arians and um, Colin Coward keeps saying like, no biscuit if you don't risk it. That's Bruce Arians. Yeah. Like he's chucking this ball down the field. Hey, give him a shot. Hey, give him a, take a flyer on the go route. Yeah. I've been around coordinators like that. And that's hard. Those passes are hard. If you're one for four on balls over 25 yards, you're doing just fine, dude. Yeah. That's great because underneath you're going to be great. And that's what Tom is. So I just think stylistically they don't match no, up. No, that, that's, that's the point. So that's how, the problem. So how much can you get done? And I've said, I tried to explain this. Like a lot of times people don't understand that in a bye week, there are people year-round in your building working on other opponents that you're not playing in the next three, four days. Right, right. But but a bye week is a great opportunity for the, those people to be those coaches that are usually working on game planning, You know, head coaches, coordinators that are usually working on who we play on Sunday? We don't have time. We're we're keeping our head above water. We got to win this game. Now you can right. really dig into the Saints. What went wrong? We see them again. How are we going to play them? Hey, do we need more motion? Do we need more uh, dump offs? How do we get our backs to be more reliable in the pass game? How can we make this more Tom's thing? You think they can get all that done in ten days? <sighs> That's going to be tough. It depends on how willing Bruce Arians is to change, right? To right. adapt to your players, right? And if they do a hardcore self scout and literally scout like the offense is going to play the Tampa Bay defense, right? Yeah. If, if you do that, which you should, I think in a bye week you're going to find some stuff. You're going to find that they're not hitting all these deep balls that they throw and they throw a lot of them. 
that's not Tom Brady's game. I just feel like, you know, how, how willing they're going to be to, to adapt and change. And, and essentially, if you want to win, and that's the most important thing, then you're willing to, you know, make some adjustments. The big key is Bruce is, is kind of like a lot of coordinators, and you know them, especially offensive coordinators. Well, they all have egos. I'm not saying Bruce has a bigger ego than other, but you're like, I run my shit. And, right. and, and Tom, you know what New England does? And you know what makes Josh McDaniels even underrated? Every week they do something a little bit different, whatever it takes bit. to win yeah. the game. And so I think that's the clash going on right now. So we'll see if they can get that done in 10 days. Squanch. Um, I talked about this. Mark Sanchez, my bad. Hey, I talked about this in the, in the open, dude. Make sure you're hydrated. How much water are you drinking? 75% of, of the water. population is chronically dehydrated. I believe that. Just make sure you're drinking enough water. Yes, sir. We'll see you next week, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Thank I you. Th I appreciate you, dude. Have a great weekend. See you. All right, man. Let's start this mailbag over. Okay. Randy. KK. Randy. <sighs> what, is, what does Randy want to know? <laughs> Randy5000 asks, what is your favorite chore? My favorite chore. Yeah. Hmm. Easy peasy for me. It's laundry. Laundry's amazing. Ooh, I don't like laundry. You got a pile of dirty clothes you're making clean. Yeah. They're coming out hot. You have to do very little work. The machines are doing the work. Let me tell you. Sense of achievement. You can wear whatever you want moving forward. The folding. Yeah. Folding in a pandemic feels really stupid. Like, if you don't see people a lot, why the fuck are we folding clothes? Yeah, I just have chairs, and I drape things over chairs. Nice. I'm sure your lovely wife, Kate, Kate loves that. My lovely wife, Kate, um, doesn't see it because it's in a different room. My favorite chore is doing dishes, bro. No. Yeah, I promise you. <clears throat> F you. Promise you. No. Yeah, dude. It there's nothing. You know what kind of chores I hate? Chores that take focus. Cleaning dishes does not take focus. Baloney. I go into this. I go into this flow. A lot of the greatest athletes in the world talk about a flow state. A lot of brilliant composers probably talked about flow states. Mozart. Some of the most prolific real estate agents talk about flow. I get state. in the flow. Yeah. I get in the flow when I'm doing dishes, bro, or when I'm putting dishes away. And wife alert. Meg will tell you, I do my fair share of dishes, but you know what the best part about doing dishes is, especially at big family gatherings and other big gatherings? When do people just start fucking talking the most? Mm, when the dishes are up? Yeah. Okay, so you it's an avoidance deal for you. That could be a fair statement, I suppose, but... And you're talking about fully... Making a dirty dish, a clean dish, oh, yeah. and drying and putting it I back. I love it. You talk about a sense of achievement. I feel it. You know why it is? Because when I was a kid, I used to watch my dad do the dishes a lot, like in settings where people were, got all loud at the dinner table. You know, it just erupts and it gets loud. And at that point, you got the itis because you're tired because you ate so much food, uh, whatever it might be, or you just had enough talking for the night. There's like an out. And. It's not something. It's not something that takes focus. Don't. If you tell me something that has multiple steps, or I got to read the directions. No shot. Anybody could do the dishes. You've got me rethinking dishes. I'll tell you that. My worst, my least favorite would have been dishes, but maybe it's a little life hack. Lo like, loading the dishwasher as like well. Consuming. 
consuming water and doing the dishes. Being hydrated, stay hydrated, do the dishes. Yeah, dehydrate your faucet onto and over and around your dishes. But don't just leave it on because you said dehydrate. I'm, hey. I'm, I started something called the Water Boys. Yeah, I'm wearing a hat. Yep. And uh, it has Water Boys on it. And yep. you are wasting more water doing those dishes by hand than you would be if you put them in the machine. Some things, oh, we don't actually have a machine. Bull. No, we don't have a, we actually don't use any wa water. When I wash the dishes, we just wash them with a, uh, a napkin. Never had a dishwasher in my life. Chris with a K asks, what would be your top three states to live in other than Virginia? Your life, including your family, friends, and job would be the same in your new states. Man, um, I'm going to let you go. Okay. In no particular order, Maine, Washington, Colorado. Going to have to explain the Maine thing to me. Aren't there 12 months in a year? Yeah, like Maine. Have you ever been to Maine? Yes. How long were you there? Mm, maybe a week. What time of year did you go? Summer. You ever been to Maine in January? Never. You ever talked to anybody that's been to Maine in January? For sure. Who? You haven't. No, I have. Because most people, they don't come back when they go to Maine in January. It's that cold up there, dude. I like, I like cold, though. It's too cold. Great Maine. state of Washington, Colorado, also cold. I love Colorado. I love Colorado. Colorado is in my top three as well. Okay. Denver, every time I go, I'm thankful Denver is not closer because I would definitely up and leave my favorite place in the world, which is Charlottesville, Virginia. Mm. It would be a major player in my life, but it's too far, okay? Denver is gorgeous. 300 plus days of sunshine a year. Mm. Yeah. Beautifully landscaped city. You got the mountains in the distance. You get four seasons, right? Total landscaping. And I know there's other cities in Colorado besides Denver, but that's the one I've spent the most time in. You got your boulder. Uh, Boulder's beautiful, I heard. Uh, Red Rocks is gorgeous. There's a little town called Morrison down there that is just, it's epic. It's one of the most amazing places I've ever been. If I was gonna pick two other states, gosh, it is just, it's cold outside right now. You know, you think about Florida, you no. think about it, but there's just so much wrong with that place. Cut it off and dump it in the ocean. Put a boot on it. But also, when you think about vacation, family vacations and things like that, you go to Florida. Is Florida really in your top three? It's not. Okay. Well, if we're doing process of elimination, we're gonna be here a while. I'm just thinking it through, man. Yeah, so we've uh, ruled out uh, Virginia. That wasn't on the board, and now Florida. Colorado's in your top three. Yeah, Colorado so, for sure is in my top three, huh? Montana. Nice. I, yeah, I, I Montana. figured that would make the well, list. Well, I was thinking about the fact that Montana gets extremely cold, and how cold do I feel like? Being. Being. And really, it's more about the sunshine. Like, my buddies in Montana say that in the winter, the sun's not up till like, super late not only does it go down at like four it's not up to like 10 a.m can you live like that i was in minneapolis which is not in montana it's in minnesota for yeah a, that's true for a super bowl and it was minus eight when we woke up but the sun was out and i felt alive yeah well i mean and then at night it was only like minus five but the sun was nowhere to be found and it was 
frigid. That makes a difference. Mm-hmm. I would say the third state might be, gosh, I don't know if there's that many states I would want to live in. Probably Hawaii. You know, you need a parachute, right? You need to be able to pull the cord. If I get three options for the rest of my life, because that's the way I'm kind of thinking in my head. If I if I literally had to sign three names of states on on a dotted line and I couldn't go anywhere else, you need that like fuck it. I got to disappear. I'm tired of people. I just want to start over place. And Hawaii would be, I think, the right place. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You might want to work on my uh, syntax here. The best movie remade from the villain's perspective. What would be the best movie if it were to be remade, but from the villain's perspective? And that's from Tom. Tom. What about you? Blues Brothers. Now, there are a variety of different angles. You got John Candy. Right, right, right. Who's Jake Blues' parole officer. Mm-hmm. You got the Cook County Assessor's Office. Mm-hmm. You got Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. You got the Illinois Nazis. You got the uh, Illinois law enforcement community in general. What's yours? Jaws. Brilliant. Well done. I'm hungry. Who did he eat that turned him into that? I've never seen the film, but... uh, You've never seen Jaws? A shark, right? (laughs) Reed laughed. A shark, right? You've never seen Jaws? No. Come on, dude. Like, I've got things to do. (laughs) Things to do. What shark? Shark? You're riding around listening to Kenny Chesney, and you fucking (laughs) you're riding around. You're listening to more Kenny Chesney than 97 percent of the population, and you don't have time for Jaws. Nah, what happens in Jaws? Spoiler alert! You may spoil. A fucking shark eats a bunch of people off the coast of Amityville. Amityville, right? Where's Amityville? It's where the haunted house is, but there's also sharks. It's in New York. They have that's a fucked up town now. I'm pretty sure it's probably not the same town, but I'm just going with it. Amityville. Is this a true story? Well, there's a there's a haunted house in Amityville. <laughs> that answers the question. Really bad stuff there. Why don't you Google it? And then there's also a fucking man eater out in the Cape. All right. That's uh, Amityville. That's actually, I, I regret to inform you. I was just informed that it's actually Amity Island uh, where Jaws took place. And there was a big great white shark uh, just lunching people. And there was a guy that was warning people. And there was a guy that wouldn't listen. And they were it shut down the beaches. It kind of reminded me a little bit of 2020. There oh. are people warning you just to get off the fucking beach. There's, it's really it's not worth it being out at the beach right now. There's a shark out there. Sounds great. You need to watch the movie. Are you kidding me? I also think it'd be interesting to see Truman Show through the eyes of the people making it happen more so. Like in a production truck? Okay, so you haven't seen Truman Show. I think I have. Okay, what's it about? You remember? Jim Carrey and he's like in a TV show but he doesn't know it. Exactly. You got it. Okay. So it's pretty good. Truman Show is a better movie than Jaws. So... Nice. You got it. But in Truman Show, he has no idea he's in a TV show, as you said, and there's people pulling the strings outside. But like, consider everything that went into making Jim Carrey's 
character unaware. And like we saw it and John just went in my was in my ear saying it was about 80-20 and that's a good estimate, 80-20 Jim Carrey to the TV truck people. I would want to see it 80-20 through the eyes of the TV truck people. And John will like this one. There's no chance you've seen Platoon. No. Uh, but Staff Sergeant Barnes, Tom Berenger's character, <sighs> he'd seen some shit. So I would want to see his whole biopic and see I, what got him to that point. That Tom Berenger's a sexy guy. <laughs> what? That's like, what? what is it? What? What's it called when they use a, a sound bite on the radio and they start just mashing it when something happens? A drop. That's a drop. <laughs> that is a fucking drop. Read. Drop that. What was your question? My question was, what would you do if not for football? And then, or if not for real estate? Mm -hmm. I think that was mine. I would be a, uh, I would be a guide on the James River. James River Runners. You know James River Runners. I do. I, anytime I've been there, I haven't been guided. It's though. No, it's sort of just... Oh, that's I'd be a fucking here's your yes. here's your tube. I would oh, okay. Be, you know what I mean? I'd be one of the people that go out in the boat, the little uh, jet boats, and they go make sure everybody's okay, or the guys that bus that drive the buses from JRR to the river, and bring you and your tubes to the river, and they give you the speech about there's a rock out there, you don't jump off that rock, you need to be off the water by four. There's a ferry, you're gonna want to float to the left of this rock because you can get sucked under the ferry. I know the whole routine, bro. I know the whole routine. You'd be good at that. I would be killer, dude. And I love that river. It's probably my favorite place. I would be a, whatever the title would be, a guide at JRR. Okay. I'd be a psychiatrist. I love people. Whoa, that's not true. <laughs> no, but I do. Huh. I really do love psychology. I love psychology. That's what I love. That's what I love. I like to talk to people about the problems, <laughs> issues, solve their problems and their issues. Yeah, sure. How would you sit? I'd be in a chair like this. Oh, easy, no brainer. Excuse my boot. <laughs> I'd be like that. Now, I've been told before that I do a monster cross. Like, I really cross the one leg over the other. Yeah, it's pretty exaggerated. Yeah, I mean, I'm comfortable. Your right hip is almost facing straight in front of you. My right hip? Yeah. yeah, it's like looking at my nine. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. 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 Um, psychiatrist. By the way, psychiatry. We're not down in psychiatry. It's Fuck. a fucking very necessary uh, vocation, especially in times like these. For sure. Mm -hmm. Nah. I love psychotherapy, uh, hence why I want to be a psychotherapist. Mm -hmm. I, I love I love people too. <laughs> Things legal or not, you wish you could experience again for the first time. If you would tell me who would ask who is asking these, I'd give them a shout out. But yeah, this is from M. T. Stevenson. Boom. Probably say I don't know about first beer because I don't really remember it being earth shattering. I, I don't I don't think I was there for that, so I can't No, I'm saying like the feeling you got. I'm asking you. So it actually might be first beer for me. And I'm not a big drinker, not by any means. I don't really like the stuff, but it was it vivid for me. It was uh 
it was coming of age. It was David Wibbley's uh, going away party who manned the, the snack bar at the local watering hole. He was going back to, uh, I believe David Wibbley was uh Oh, Australian. this is was that an accent? Yeah, David David Wibbley. I was trying to make sense of what the fuck you were talking about. And I was with my good friend, Redacted Redacted. Who yeah. You redacted your friend and you just incriminated David Wibbley. David David Wibbley, but David Wibbley was of age. And uh But he was aiding minors, right? Well, he was providing the sauce, I guess, yeah. It was a beer, it was out of a keg. How did that feel? I I felt like How old were you? I was coming of age. I was probably 15. Wouldn't be beer for me. A dip, first dip, Ugh. first dip. Uh, I mean, it, it kind of felt sick, but you finally, you kind of felt buzzed. Uh, don't want to go back there. I would probably say I was thinking about things that, I, here it is for me. I would love to go back and have never seen The Wire. Mm. And you've never seen The Wire. I have. You have? Yes. The Wire's, if not one of the, if not the best show of all time, and you can make cases for all types of series, and you know it's very subjective, right? But there's no show that I enjoyed watching more the first time. There's no show that I was more enthralled with. Like the highlight of my week was binge watching The Wire, and I was lucky enough not to have seen it right in the beginning so i was like late to the party early in my career and just tore through it another one i thought about was golden eye dude if you could make me enjoy those graphics again mm. you know like being however old i was 14 15 years old 13 14 years old and 64 the buzz that that was giving kids in the dome we had no idea what we were feeling kids now they're getting that buzz all the time phones how about when you would score touchdowns with Darren Sproles at K-State? Terrence Newman, put him we, on both sides of the ball? To, yep. I used to take uh, Darren Sproles in NCAA football and put him uh, as a wide receiver, put him in the slot, motion him over, make sure it was man, and just... <laughs> Touchdown. That's what Tom Brady needs. Just Darren Sproles, motion him over, is it man, go route. That takes care of all the... the Bruce Arians, deep ball shit, just that. You should be a coach. I should be a coach. I was ahead of my time. Yeah, Goldeneye for me. And you never played that, did you? No, I don't like guns. Yeah, that makes sense. What's Macon's greatest fear? Getting punched. No, I don't think so, but that would stink. Yeah, I wrote down a few. Inaccuracy, the wind. The wind? Yeah. Like, the it's unsettling, the sound of it? No, so um, before I embraced my true self and, and grew this mane. Um, I, oh, fuck your hair up. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kingston, we were 17. I took my hat off in SAT prep class. He said, bro, are you losing your hair? Are you going bald? Boom, complex for the rest of my life. So always have had high peaks, and I'm not saying I'm not losing the follicles. I am. Most people would think you got really good lettuce, man. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think I'd be able to hang on until this ripe old age. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Now the wind though, I'm playing smoke and mirrors with Your the comb Frank over. Gore. Thank you. Yeah, dude. And the wind can, I mean, I could work on this thing for hours, night out on the town with yeah. the fellas and, uh, and you know, um, the ladies, the fellas and the ladies. And yeah. then, uh, 
And then a wind gust will come and just ruin my night. I'd be in the bathroom for another 10 minutes. Or my lovely wife would like push you at a bar to like kind of bully you because she she's kind of a bully. Yeah. And you would get mad at her for fucking your hair up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's just such an unreal exchange. Yeah. But now I wear ball caps and like ponytails and stuff. So, um, yeah. oh, my shin's getting hit. Oh, my gosh. Look who's calling. Who? Welcome to the Green Light Pod. Am I on? Yeah, you're on. Macon's sitting right here. He's not really excited about you calling in. So here's my thing. How come there's no ambidextrous quarterbacks? I'll hang up and take your answer off the air. <laughs> we are in mailbag. We are in mailbag. You already did get a mention today talking about Radiohead. I can't believe. I can't believe. This is like being a drug addict, and now your best friend is like, I too now want to be a drug addict with you, but it's not bad for you. It's good for you. It's a good drug. Oh, but he's not your best friend, Ryan. It's a little depressing, I'll admit. A lot of the songs, I, I just picture myself walking and seeing in a movie, and that's playing in the background of the theater. Um, I'll let you guys go mailbag it, but... Uh, I'll call you when I get out of here. And Macon, so Macon took issue with the best friend comment. Just now? Yeah. I'll tell you, dude. Athletes, stick together. <sighs> what? <laughs> All right, see you, Ryan. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Did he just call himself an athlete? <laughs> he did. He he plays exercise. That's what he plays. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> he pulled the athlete card on you. No, I actually started to feel bad halfway through that. Like, holy cow, does he think Chris, his best friend is Chris? <laughs> he should hear the, the things Chris says about him. <laughs> Golly day. What question were we on? My greatest fear. Uh-huh. Uh, and cutting my dog's toenails too short. Ooh, yeah, that would suck. You could grow up in any uh, TV household, Chris. Which one would it be? I forgot my answer. Can I find it? Please. I picked one off the board. I don't think I'm going to get credit for uh, yeah. the bar at Cheers. But you have Norm. You have Coach, Cliff Clavin. Mm-hmm. Sam and Diane. Yeah. Carla. It's a great thing. I basically did. I was raised in their little group never, watching. Never really watched it. Oh. Mm-hmm. How the turntables. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would think, yeah, you, you haven't seen like, I, I guess Cheers to me is an older folks show, right? Well, right. I watched it with my dad. I don't, I don't mean to say I was raised in a bar. I watched the show with my dad. Yeah. I just think I was maybe a little young, although I did watch Nick at Night from time to time. Mork and Mindy and shit like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember them? Yeah, Robin Williams. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mork and Mindy. Yeah. Here's a I, show. I'll I give you one that I don't, I wouldn't want to live with the Ozark family. That's a good one. I would burn that house down in the middle of the night if that was my family. But Jason Bateman's so nice and friendly. Dude, they're all fucked. They're all fucked. They're all power hungry and fucked. Here's a show I never watched, but Everybody Loves Raymond looked like a pretty good setup. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was the Married with Children show with Al Bundy? It was called Married with Children. Yeah, that was the name of the show. I was just oh, afraid you, I was going to fuck it up. You thinking, know. well, there's that one, and then there's Modern Family. No, I like Modern Family. Ty, Ty Burrell, right. you said no famous Rams fans. I forgot Ty Burrell, mm-hmm. very famous mm-hmm. Rams fan. No. Uh, Married with Children. Who was in? Who was the girl in that show? When I was a kid, I had a crush on her on the show. Yeah. Applegate. Christina. Yeah. 
if I was in that family, am I adopted? You know what I'm getting at? Yeah, I do. Okay. Maybe that show. Okay. Okay. Kelly Bundy for you. Oh, here was one. I actually have one for you that this was from my inbox. Mm. So I wanted to surprise you with it. Okay. This is from Hose B. Graham. Hose with a H O S E spelling. Should the NFL protect players from COVID better? This is for Macon. Yes. They should be telling their players to stay home. We'll see in 2021. This is ridiculous. Next question. Should that game have been played this week? Well, I mean, we got fantasy implications. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, y'all take care, okay? Take care of yourself. Whatever you do, make sure you take care. Love you, Meg. Cut, cut it, cut it. I don't say love you. I show, I show love and I'll say love. It's already over. It doesn't matter, bro. I got it in. Bless up. Bless up, Kate. 